Hi, listeners. Oh, God. It's me. It's me, Daniel K. How's it going? Yeah, this is the officially the start of the episode. No, I'm not going to do that again. No, that was perfectly fine. Don't you guys and girls worry about it. Don't worry about me. It's all okay. Um, so, yeah, it's time to record an episode. I'll come right out and say it. You've probably noticed that my output has slowed right down. I'm getting about an episode a week done. Uh, if I think about it optimistically, it's about that. Uh, that's probably going to be how it's going to be for the, uh, for the foreseeable future, listeners, because my life, oh god, my life, what happened to it? I got this baby come home from the hospital, and now I'm looking after him, and my wife is looking after him, and oh jeez, babies, they're complicated goddamn things. They do all kinds of stuff that you don't expect. And you gotta chase after them and go, no, don't do that, just stop doing that, blah, 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 blah. And then they get dirty, you gotta wash them off. Jesus Christ. And then it's the end of the day and you haven't recorded seven podcast episodes like you used to be able to when you had a staff of nurses who helped because he lived in the hospital. So, yeah. Hey, you know what's the best thing in the world is having your son with you. But, hey, you know what's not so great for your podcasts? Having your son with you 24-7. Goddamn. So... Uh, it's very, very late on a Sunday night. I snuck out to the shed um, to record a podcast. I don't have that much time. It's a work night. Um, I had some computer troubles. I had uh, planned on recording two episodes, but I spent the time that it would have taken me to record one of the Pokemon episodes. I spent that time getting my computer up up, up to, uh, to a, a position where I can actually do things on it, like record a podcast on it. Uh, I also had some tequila. I don't anymore. It's disappeared. It was in this uh, little glass just over there on the on the bench here in my shed. It's completely disappeared. Where's it gone? See if you can guess, listen to this. Um, I was inspired to drink tequila by Pizza Makes Games. I was listening to his... I was watching, in fact, his Let's Play of uh, an old game called Evil Island. Oh, jeez. What a game. <laughs> Uh, Daniel K. Daniel K. has a podcast recommends things sometimes. Check out Pizza Makes Games Let's Plays because Pizza Makes Games makes games. He also makes Let's Play videos, and goddamn, that man's voice get it in ya. Um, he's currently working uh, very, very, very slowly through Evil Island. Um, and he was talking about oh, I uh, I uh, wanted to do some drinking. But I didn't want to drink beer because, you know, it gives you a big beer belly. So I bought some tequila. I like juice, so I'm having some tequila and juice. And I'm like, hey, yeah, I drink a lot of beer. I probably shouldn't. So I went and bought some tequila. But uh, now that is all drunk. And so am I. Uh, so let's play a game. What game is it going to be, listeners? It's four minutes into the episode. I'm going to reveal what game we're going to be playing. It's... Uh, it's another point-and-click adventure. No, point-and-click, what the fuck am I talking about? It's another text adventure. It's a, the third in the series of Daniel's quest to find uh, a decent science fiction text adventure. The second episode was the successful episode. I successfully found a, a very, very playable uh, science fiction text adventure. Distress. God, that was great. And I liked it so much, I made fan art. And hey, you know what I like? Shit I make. I really like that 
fan art picture I, I made. Any of you who listen to this podcast and you uh, listen on a platform which doesn't allow the viewing of all the individual episode thumbnails, like if you listen on an Apple device, I don't think you get to see the individual thumbnails. If you listen on SoundCloud, if you listen on Podcast Addict, or if you follow me on, me on the Twitter uh, website, um, you will have seen the fan art I made for that uh, text adventure. Um and yeah, oh, it's great. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty cool, aren't I? Yeah, go Dan. All right, so it's the third episode in the science fiction text adventure. Let's play Search for a Good One series. Uh, and this time, I'm going to try something slightly different. I'm going to try something called a twine game. Now, I don't really know what a twine game is. I have a a kind of a conception because I've been listening to uh, the guy who made. The guy who made Distress has a video game podcast where he talks about video games. And because he's a guy who makes text adventures, or who made text adventures 10 years ago, uh, he likes to talk about text adventures when they come out and when there are competitions, text adventure, interactive fiction competitions. And so he mentioned Twine Games, and he gave a very, very brief description of them as being um, like a like an interactive fiction, like a text adventure is, but you're given different options to choose from. So that's kind of what I, the conception that I have in my head. Like I'll be read a passage of a story and I'll be given different options. And the story will progress dependent on my uh, choices differently. Uh, yeah, Twine. Maybe I'll be proven, pr- maybe I'll be proven wrong as soon as I click play on this game I've got to be playing. I'm going to be playing a game called, are you ready? Are you ready for the reveal? It's called... The Axolotl Project, and I'm assured it's a science fiction video game, uh, and it's by Samantha Vick. Uh, Samantha Vick writes text adventures, I think usually twine ones, like this one's a twine one. So I don't know if there's going to be any audio in this text adventure. One day I'll, I'll be playing a text adventure which has audio and I'll be caught off guard, but not this time because I have the uh, sound on my, my laptop turned right up. And I'm here on uh, www.samanthavickgames.com. That's S-A-M-A-N-T-H-A-V-I-C-K-G-A-M-E-S dot C-O-M. Uh, and then there's a slash axolotl slash hashtag 3i. The axolotl project is what I'm playing. and You play it in your browser here. So uh, I can save... I can see a save button here, and then I see a uh, some hypertext, orange hypertext. And uh, when I hover, hover my my uh, my little mouse over it, I, I see it's a button, and I can click on it. It says, "Click to start." So I'm going to click to start the game, and we're going to start playing this twine game. Are you ready, listeners? Are you ready? Sit down if you're not ready. Maybe if you're at work listening to this, don't sit down. Keep on doing whatever you do: gardening, landscaping. Maybe you are an artist and you're at an easel and you're painting. Perhaps you're an architect. Hey, maybe you work in an office and you're like, hey, goddamn, these bastards won't stop yammy, yammy, yammering about what the football game is on. I don't care about football. I'm going to listen to a podcast while I while I do whatever menial task on this computer, which I do for a living. That's what you're thinking to yourself. Well, hey, get get ready for some gameplay, listener, at the computer. Don't you just you just tune out those uh, those compatriots at the office yam yam yammering about the uh, the football. I don't follow sport either. I'm not snobby about it. I'm sure sport can be great to watch. And I mean, I've watched cricket in the past and enjoyed it. It's 
it's fine. Hey, American listeners, why not watch some cricket? It's great. You get to sit down and watch some guys, like, chuck a ball, hit it with a stick, and then they run back and forth. And once you get sort of your head around the rules, it can be kind of fun seeing, like, oh, shit, that guy did a bad one and he got out. And, ooh, this fella, he's done pretty good. Now he's gotten three points for the, the team which I arbitrarily have chosen to be barracking for because I have no affiliations whatsoever with any cricket team. So, you know, arbitrary choices, that's that's my that's my MO. Anyway, blah blah blah. How the heck did I get to this point? It doesn't matter. I'm abandoning this thread. We're going to click start. Click to start. Okay, here we are. The Axolotl project has started. You find yourself standing in an empty featureless room. Shit. Uh-huh. Uh, in real life, listeners, I'm sat here in the back room of my shed in an, in an old swivel chair. My uh, laptop is on this uh, this padded surface. I've padded it because um, this brand new microphone, which I'm speaking into, picked up on the keystrokes a bit a bit too much uh, in uh, my last uh, what Zork episode. So I thought I'll, I'll put a bit of padding under the laptop. Maybe the the reverberation through this surface will be lessened. By uh, by some padding, uh, and it's it's dark and it's really dark, um, and as always, I have an existential dread of being uh, <laughs> home invaded. Only like a shed invasion, a maniac getting in a shed, and I've got to deal with that maniac by being killed. That's how I would deal with that situation. So, uh, with that ever present fear. Uh, the back of my lizard brain. Let's continue reading this paragraph, which I just embarked on like a fucking minute ago. Sorry, everyone. It's a bad night to be recording, <laughs> but it's the only the only bit of time that I have left to myself. I'm a broken man, but a broken man who publishes a podcast. You find yourself standing in an empty, featureless room. A bright light beats down pitilessly from somewhere overhead. Where am I, you wonder? You try to turn your head to look for an exit, but pain crackles through your neck. Shit. Reaching up carefully, you discover a huge needle with a tube attached is lodged hideously deep in your brainstem. Oh my god! Thematic! Thematic, listeners! A sickening panic begins to rise, and you hear voices. Wow! I swear I had only read the first sentence. Uh, standing in an empty features room. I hadn't read ahead, so my comments about uh, the fear in the back of my of my lizard brain, aka the part of brain housed in the brain stem, which uh, watch what dictates your flight or fright response, flight, fright, or freeze response. It's just coincidence that it went to talk about a sickening panic and the needle in my brain stem. <clears throat> the uh, story continues. Hey, what's taking so long? demands the first voice. It sounds just like Bill Gallo, the head scientist and chief of security at the moon base where you live. I live on a moon base! With Bill Gallo, the head scientist and chief of security. Wow, he's a head scientist and also chief of security? That seems like... How do you get there? Nepotism, maybe? Because surely you can't have a career as, like, head scientist and also be chief of security. Those are two very different skill sets. But hey, Bill Gallo might be just be uh, a Renaissance man. Bill Galileo, you could call him. Was Galileo around in the Renaissance? I don't know. Goddamn, Dan. Uh-huh. Sure enough, through an observation window, you somehow hadn't noticed 
You can see Gallo's thin face glaring at you. God. Next to him stands Henry Adams, the base's lead researcher, whose gaze flickers worriedly between your face and the readout in his hand. Okay. Um, I can either try to pull the needle out or I can go next. So my lizard brain has spoken. I'm going to choose the, the freeze response, which is a panic response which uh, overcomes a lot of people in emergency situations. Oh, the building's falling down. Your flight, fright, or freeze response kicks in. A lot of people just go, Oh, fuck, I don't know what to do. Bang, crushed. Instead of the, 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 the flight actually like landing, you know? Your little... Your flight response sometimes doesn't happen. Sometimes you just freeze. Um, that's that's what I hear from my mum who read a paper about uh, the brainstem because she does uh, some interesting work in her professional capacity. Uh, so instead of trying to pull out the needle, I'm going to go, oh, what the fuck is going on? And I'm just going to like freeze. I'm going to go next. Well, snaps Gallo, redirecting his scowl to Adam, so I haven't tried to pull out the needle. I think that was probably a smart move. We're already months behind schedule. This thing should have been harvested and disposed of long ago. He's talking about you. You're the thing to be harvested. That's the game talking to me. Uh, it's not really that simple, says Adams uneasily. He's tapping his pen against the side of his clipboard, a sure sign that he's nervous. Some of these readouts are vital signs. They're normal, but these brainwave patterns are strange. Why, it's almost as if... Oh, spare me, says Gallo coldly. It's a waste of time to conduct brain scans on a living creature. I'm not interested in its thoughts, only its results. They are talking about you like you're not even there, like you're not even human. Call to them through the glass. Oh shit, listeners, it's just occurred to me. I think I'm an axolotl. I think my consciousness has been transported into an axolotl and I'm behind a pane of glass and they're doing uh, doing experiments on me. Um, so I can either call to them through the glass or I can go next. I'm going to call to them through the glass because if I'm an axolotl who's granted the powers of speech, fuck, I'm going to mess these guys' days up. Call to them through the glass. You open your mouth to scream at them, but you can't choke out even a whimper. Your lungs don't seem to be working right. That's because I've got gills in a weird pattern around my neck. My axolotl neck. Hey, axolotls are pretty cool. If you've got if you've got a pet axolotl or two or three, maybe not three, that's excessive. If you've got one or two pet axolotls, you're cool in my books. The Daniel K books of who's cool or not cool. You're cool. Next. So uh, I'm, I should explain. I'm reading white text on a black background. Every now and again, the text will end and I'll be I'll be given a prompt. Usually the prompts are in orange text. In fact, always the, uh, the prompts are in orange text. And I try to click on them. Um, and then they'll advance the white text a bit. So some more white text has been... Uh, Revealed when I click next, and it says this. Gallo is looking at you with contempt. Enough stalling, he says. Do it now, before the wretched creature manages to pull itself free. Through the haze of pain, you can see Adam's anguished face. His lips move silently. I'm sorry, he mouths. He pushes a button, and suddenly all you know is electric blue agony. I am given the option to scream. I will scream. You sit bolt upright with a gasp and smack your head on the back of your chair. Oh, the lamp on your head and the cramp in your neck. The lump... Oh, dearie me, listeners. The lump on your head and the cramp in your neck are teaming up to bring you rapidly to your senses. That freaky nightmare is evaporating fast. Blearily, you look around. I mean, 
your lab. That's the that's where I am. The fluorescent bulbs left on 24 hours a day cast a sterile light over your laboratory. Fluorescent bulbs is highlighted orange, so I can click on that, I guess, to look at them. They are the only source of light in this grey, windowless room. The walls are lined with formica-topped cabinets, and on plastic shelves above them sit cryptic testing equipment, which is also highlighted. Everything is spotlessly clean. What's formica? Is it a kind of rock, like slate or shale? Formica-topped cabinets, or is it like some kind of plastic? I don't know what formica is, but there's formica-topped cabinets on plastic shelves above them sit cryptic test equipment. In the centre of the room stands a conspicuously large tank made entirely of clear plastic. Inside, some of those weird moon salamanders blink at you. you. You'll notice I'm raising my voice whenever an item is highlighted so that I can examine it. I haven't clicked on any of these items to examine them yet. I'm just finishing the description of the room. On the desk in front of you stands a computer monitor. There is a text box open on the screen that says, Good afternoon, Casey. The email waiting indicator is displayed. The email waiting indicator is displayed. The door to the north leads into the hallway. So I, oh, sorry, the door to the north leads into the hallway. So I can click on fluorescent bulbs, testing equipment, moon salamanders, computer or hallway. So given, given uh, the choice of those five options, what would you choose, listeners? What would you look at first? I'm going to look at the fluorescent bulbs. Click. They are light bulbs. They don't appear to have much to say. Well, okay. Okay, game. I go back. I think the game is judging me on my choice. Well, let's have a look at the test equipment. The cryptic test equipment sitting on the plastic shelves above the formica-topped cabinets. Clicking on test equipment now. Oh, you've never seen anyone use that testing equipment. Some of it is rather quaint from back in the days before the whole world covered to converted to metric. Damn fucking straight. All right, now it's time to look at the moon salamanders in the tank made entirely of plastic in the center of the room. Click. The tank contains a few standing inches of hissing liquid nitrogen. I didn't expect that. The creatures in the tank are fat and pale, with huge black eyes. They use their four stubby legs to paddle themselves lazily around their tank. Their skin is translucent, and the fluid that pulls beneath it pulses slowly with a blue glow. And they're blue glowing uh, see-through salamanders. Axolotls. Sorry. Um, wait, did it say... Did it say salamanders or axolotls? It said salamanders, didn't it? Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, it just says creatures here. Oh. Okay. Uh, the fluid that pulls beneath their skin pulses slowly with a blue glow. They stare at you constantly, which freaked you out when you first started, but you've gotten used to it. You've been studying this batch of salamanders, so they're not axolotls. So this is this game is called the Axolotl Project, but here we are looking at salamanders. Listeners, I'm a learned man. I uh, watched the first two seasons of QI before I uh, I I uh, I stopped watching. Uh, I think I know that uh, axolotls transform into salamanders. So an axolotl turns into a salamander. Is that right? Yeah, I think it is. Um. So maybe the MacGuffin in this game is to find some salamanders, no, some axolotls, which these salamanders were turned into from. 
Maybe we'll we'll read on and find out, shall we? Uh, you've been studying this batch of salamanders since they were discovered here on the moon eight months ago. You look closer. Shit! How many of the stupid things were there supposed to be? You consult your clipboard. Five, it's telling you. But there are only four sets of glassy eyes gawking back at you. One of the little bastards must have escaped somehow. You need to recover it. ASAP, listeners, stands for as soon as possible. Or Bill Gallo will go berserk. One of the salamanders is missing. You should probably go look for it. So, it's a hunt for... It's a salamander hunt. Good old-fashioned salamander hunt. Uh, so yeah, I've looked at the moon salamanders. I'm back at the old room description. Uh, on the desk in front of you stands a computer monitor. There's a text box open with the the good afternoon Casey email. Um, so I could respond to my emails, but I've been given an urgent prompt. I need to look for a salamander. The door to the north leads to the hallway. I better go look in the hallway. Click. Huh? The door is locked. That's weird. Maybe the computer knows something about it. Well, fuck me dead. I guess I try to stay in the character and respond to a situation, but the game has shoveled me back into the room and said, no, keep on looking, man. Okie dokie. Click on the computer. T-O-M version 8.1.6 stable. Good afternoon, researcher 004. Casey Karma. I am T.O.M., the Sadler Corporation's proprietary AI research database and assistant. How may I assist you? So I can either read me back my last log entry. I can ask it to give me an overview of this facility. I can say, so why are you called Tom? I can say, show me the new email. I can say, Tom, why is the door locked? I can say goodbye. Well, let's get the door unlocked, because let's keep on... Let's not mend a game. I'm sure there's lots of information in these, in these options, but let's let's try and find that salamander as soon as possible, like this character would in this situation. Tom, why is the door locked? Click. New security protocol dictates that scientific personnel are not permitted to leave their designated laboratory areas during working hours. Wow. Uh, I can ask, what if I need to pee? Or I can ask, can you just open the door? It's important. Or I can ask, who put that stupid rule in place? Or I can ask, go to main menu. Or I can ask, goodbye. Um, I wish I had a text prompt because I'd be typing search room for salamander right now because surely the salamander doesn't have a higher security code than me. And the salamander, maybe the AI is like, oh, the salamander doesn't need to do any work in the lab. The salamander isn't working in the lab, so I'll let the salamander out. But why would the salamander be able to get out of a room which I, a scientist, can't get out of? Through a door. Maybe it crawled through a vent. Maybe I can crawl through a vent. No, there's no vent listed in the things back in the room description. Uh, uh, Well, what if I need to pee, asks me, a.k.a. Casey. Designated biological breaks will be provided in intervals of four hours, accompanied by an escort from the security team. Additional breaks may be requested in writing and will be reflected in employees' paychecks. Shit. Uh, I can say, that's outrageous, let me out of here. Or I can say, can't you make an exception? Uh, This is interesting, I'm in a moon base and it's turned all fascistic. This is like uh, Kim Stanley Robinson's Red Mars. So, Daniel K has a podcast, blah, 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 recommends, blah. Uh, why don't you read Red Mars by Kim Stanley Robinson? It's a good science fiction book about the colonization of Mars by a community of scientists. 
Um, and it's a cool book about space and Mars. Makes you like Mars a whole bunch. And it's a good book. Written in 1990, I think, which is the year of my birth. Uh, I might be wrong about that being the year of publication of Red Mars, but I, I kind of I don't think I am. Uh, anyway, let's keep on trying to get out of this room so that we can pee and get a salamander. I say, can't you make an exception? Extenuating circumstances is a directory. Social exchange attempt. First input the magic word. So that was all done out like computer language, like uh, bracket, bracket, extenuating circumstances, colon, directory, bracket, bracket, open bracket, social exchange attempt, close bracket, first input, magic word. So my options are magic word, what? Or I can say, uh, please, or I can say, just do it. So let's say please to Tom the computer. Magic word accepted, says Tom. Wonderful. Adams would never tell me. Magic word logged for later use. I have unlocked the door and given you free access to all level 1 security doors in the research wing. However, you should check on your specimens before you depart. That was easy. I mean, thanks, I say. So that was a little... that was some banter there. Have a pleasant daylight cycle, says Tom the computer, and now I return to the room. I'm in the lab. There's a, a computer monitor on my desk, and then there's the door leading north to the hallway. Let's go out the hallway. We already know there's a moon salamander missing. Lab hallway. You exit into a drab hallway, painted off-white. That's the wrong colour to paint the walls of a moon base, because surely when the sun is up, illuminating the moon, you're going to be looking at a, an absolute fuck-ton of off-white, aren't you? It's the whole goddamn moon! So why make your base also that colour? You should make it... I think there might actually be scenes in Red Mars where they paint the bases, or they decorate the bases interestingly, like crazy colours, for fun. I might be wrong, I might be misremembering it. Anyway, uh, you exit into a drab hallway painted off-white with a black linoleum floor. More overhead fluorescent tubes stretch away to the north. So I can click on, that. that's an option, to the north. Uh, to the west there is a door to Donovan's Laboratory. And your own lab is to the south. In an attempt to make the space more human, someone has taped a poster to the eastern wall. Well, let's look at the poster. A blonde woman and her pigtailed daughter are seated on the grass. The little girl is wearing a soccer uniform. One of her shin guards is split completely in half. Judging by the blood soaking her sock, it must have been a serious wound. What the fuck kind of poster is this? Uh, but now, the skin showing through the gash is pink and whole. The mother's hand, clad in a pink argyle sleeve, is just replacing the stopper on that ubiquitous blue bottle of Silo trademark. Both are wearing smiles so wide that it looks like someone unzipped their faces. Jesus fucking Christ. Saddler Drugs, Making the World Better, is the slogan. Cool. <laughs> Some Bioshock shit here. Let's go back to the hallway. So I can either go uh, to the north, which I don't know where leads. I can go to the west, which is Donovan's laboratory. Let's go visit Donovan, see if he's hiding some salamanders around. Click Donovan. Donovan's lab. Broken glass crunches underfoot as you enter Donovan's lab. Oh, dearie me. The remains of whiskey bottles are strewn across the floor, which I can look at. And the desk and keyboard are sticky with a film of alcohol. The light is dimmer in here. It looks like several of the 
fluorescent tubes have been smashed against the far wall are three large tanks containing test specimens imported from earth donovan is slumped over his desk groaning the eastern door leads back to the hallway so we can look at the floor with smashed bottles we can look at the desk and keyboard we can look at the fluorescent tubes that have been smashed we can look at the large tanks containing specimens. We can look at Donovan, or we can go back to the hallway. Wow, it gives you so many options. Let's look at the tanks. The tanks contain animal specimens brought here from Earth to test the company's new prototype drug, Sirenida, trademark. The drug is meant to increase mental and physical capabilities. The three tanks contain white rats, chimpanzees, and collared lizards, respectively. In sharp contrast, the rest of the lab, the animals' area is clean and well cared for. Every food dish is full, every water bottle brimming. I can look at the rats, the chimps, and the lizards. Let's look at those lizards. The final tank is home to half a dozen green lizards who blink enigmatically at you. They don't appear to be any different from regular reptiles. If the drug has given them super lizard powers, they sure are hiding it well. Let's go back and look at the chimps. Now let's start with the rats. I like rats. In one tank, a dozen white rats are running laps at a speed so great their furry bodies are just a blur of motion. The rats propel themselves across the floor and walls of the tank in a complex, ever-changing pattern so that somehow no two rats ever collide. So, these are super rats. Let's go back and look at the chimps. The second tank contains chimpanzees. Two chimpanzees, a mated pair. They are absorbed in a game of checkers. By the look of the board, it's evolving into a fierce battle of wits. One of the chimps gives you a nod and waves when it sees you're looking. I'll go back. (laughs) And now we go back, back. And now we're in Donovan's lab description. We've looked at the tanks. We can look at the fluorescent tube smashed on the floor. We can look at the floor itself, the desk and keyboard. We can look at Donovan. Ah, let's look at the floor. Despite the flinted sound of broken glass you make with every step, Donovan still doesn't look up. Let's go back. So that's the description of the floor. Uh, let's look at the desk and the keyboard. Ooh, the surface drags at your hand with... So we're not actually looking. This is interacting with. We're not clicking on to look at. We're clicking on to interact with because I've just been... I've come up and touched the keyboard. Um. <coughs> Ooh, the surface drags at your hand with the sticky suction of alcohol. You feel like you could really use a shower. You notice the jagged corner of a piece of paper peeking out from behind the computer monitor. You reach out careful not to disturb Donovan and remove it. Someone has taped a notebook page to the back of the monitor. You pocket it. Journal entry one of five added to inventory. Oh, my inventory. Let's click on inventory. It's an option over here on the lift. On the lift? On the lift. (laughs) <laughs> you are carrying journal entry number one let's read it <laughs> do we it's so late do we keep on going in a South African accent no we don't we definitely don't that would be inconsiderate to any South Africans who are listening I apologise South Africans I've known many South Africans to be good friendly folk who I like a lot I wouldn't want to disrespect you by doing a dumb accent of you Another day, another sample of lunar rock to analyze. How many days in a row do I have to report back that lunar rock contains calcium, aluminum, titanium? That's dumb. Stop it, Dan. 
hafnium, zirconium, and helium-3 before they write it down somewhere, establishing a scientific Jesus. This is just this guy complaining. Other members of my team, blah, blah, blah. Lucky if I can get them to feed, blah, blah, blah. Conduct useful research, blah, blah, blah. As for the intern, she's barely out of grad school and seems to spend most of her time trolling people on the internet. Shit, when was this game made? I thought it was older than I guess it is. Uh, there's not much else to do around here, but she could at least try to look busy. I'm a biologist, damn it, not a babysitter. I wonder if they're talking about me, Cassie. Um, uh, ruined stockholder meeting with the suggestion that AIDS vaccine might result in total liver failure. Okay, so this is just blah, blah, blah backstory. This is like the journal entries, like in Bioshock, where you just listen for flavor, I guess. Is that like how Bioshock is? It's been years since I've played it. Okay, let's look at Donovan, and then uh, maybe let's finish up this episode. Donovan looks like hell. His eyes are bloodshot, uh, and his dark stubble suggests that he hasn't shaved in days. His clutching his head is clearly nursing a massive hangover. Something tells you that you're not likely to get a warm reception today. Talk to him anyway? Uh, no, I can't see any salamanders in here. Let's go back out into the hallway. Um, let's go up to the north. And then maybe I'll finish the episode. Up to the north we go. Lab hallway number two. The hallway stretches away to the north and south. Both are options. To the east is the laboratory, which is an option. So I come from the south. I can keep on going north or I can go to the right to the laboratory. To the laboratory Adams used to use. Adams used to use. There is a huge electronic lock on this door. If you listen carefully, you can hear a faint scrabbling noise coming from the other side. Could it be your escaped subject? So let's click on the laboratory that Adams used to use. Click. The door is firmly locked. You'll have to come back later. Well, shit. Uh, so let's keep on going north then. This is the only option. Lab hallway number three. The hallway turns a corner here and empties out into a large foyer to the east. To the west is the supply closet. Straight ahead is the laboratory's bathroom. At the south end of the long hallway are the laboratories. So I've just come from the south end, have I? I guess. Foyer, supply closet, bathroom, south end. They're what I can interact with. Let's go to the bathroom. We'll finish the episode in the bathroom. You push open the swing door and enter the bathroom. In contrast with the drab institutionalism of the rest of the lab, it's actually quite pleasant in here. That's nice. The floor is checkered with black and white ceramic tile. And the wall... I guess that's... I guess that could be nice. And the walls are painted a nice sky blue. Weird combination. On the left side of the room, two toilets are uh, encased by white aluminium stalls. On the right are two sinks with a huge mirror hanging above them. So toilets, sinks, and mirror are highlighted options. There's something strange about the reflection in the mirror. Jesus, let's look at the mirror. Looking closely, you realise that you have a post-it note stuck to your face. (laughs) That's funny. It must have gotten stuck there when you passed out at your desk. Feeling embarrassed, you peel it off your cheek. The note reads, check behind the tank, um, Adams. So, check behind the tank, dash Adams. So, like, check behind the tank from Adams. Oh, weird, you think. Adams left three months ago. So where the hell did this note come from? You shove it in your pocket. Adams' note added to inventory. Bang. Whoa, what a satisfactory point to be finishing an episode at. 
Thanks, thanks for your patience. Oh, Jesus. Let's click the save button. To save your game, just bookmark the game at any time. Clicking on the bookmark will load the game where you left off. Oh, jeez. Hoons, listeners. Hoons at midnight. Midnight hoons. Uh, I hope that picked up on the microphone. Otherwise, that's a weird non sequitur for me to be splitting out with. Let's bookmark the page. Cool. Axolotl plot pro- project save. Save. Save 01. Done. Okay. So that's bookmarked. Um, so that's how you save the game, I guess. All right. How long has this gone for? Hey, cool. Not even like 40 minutes yet. That's nice. It's nice to have a slightly short episode. Man, this guy in his car is just going around around the block. Dearie me. Alright. Um, yeah. So this hasn't been the best... episode. (laughs) Uh, I haven't been on top of the ball. I was behind the ball. Little bit behind the eight ball, which is a saying I don't understand because I don't play snooker. I don't play snooker. I play video games. Text adventures, Pokemon. Mostly those two things. Text adventures and Pokemon. The Daniel K is let's play text adventures and Pokemon. Hey, I wonder if there's a Pokemon themed text adventure out there. Should that be cool? <laughs> nope, nope. But I'd play it. Anyway, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go to sleep. Um, I'm gonna edit this episode like 10 minutes at a time over the next week and you, you'll listen to the finished copy whenever the hell you get around to it hey no pressure you do you you know no pressure all right with that it's time for me to say goodbye thanks for sticking with me i appreciate it it's really nice of you um we're at the third, yeah, okay, let's cut this off now, shall we? I don't, don't, but bang, goodbye!